I come up to the window post, you know, so I always make them, you know, how they have to turn around and look at you because yeah. I'm behind the post. And he's like I, struggling. I don't, approach, I don't approach from the driver's side. Oh, you go to the passenger side? Yeah. All right. I hang out in the shadows for like what feels like five minutes. Right. And, and then when they're really like confused and frustrated. Yeah, you hit him with the light on the like passenger side? Right in yeah. the face. Nice. In the face. In the face. What's up? <laughs> everybody welcome. welcome to the gimp show welcome to the gimp show episode 24 <laughs> is going to be called the gimp show i'm gonna title it that right now brandon silvera <laughs> over there has uh, broken a finger i'm on Mike crutches sprained an ankle so that's possibly where beyond at. repair possibly unrepairable i'm mike morazzo that's Brandon Silvera. Uh, this is episode 24, The Gimp Show. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Hi, buddy. I, I, hey, I should have gone out and gotten a gimp mask just for the show. A gimp mask? Just, yeah, those little those uh, leather ones with the zipper across the mouth. You just like unzip it, talk, <laughs> and then when I'm done, I zip it back up. Uh, apparently, I wouldn't be able to wear one because my face is now so fat. I don't know what the hell is going on. I've been sitting around sure for like three weeks. just got stung weeks. by a bee. I got stung by a bee. You know, that's yeah. one of my fears are bees, bees really? and wasps and snakes spiders and spiders. Did you say hicks and clowns? No, sn- snakes. Oh, snakes. I don't, I don't dig snakes. Like they don't scare me. Yeah. I won't go running away from one of them. I'd be like, that's a snake. I don't want to do anything with it. Spiders. I, I've gotten to the point now where I don't run away screaming mm. and um, clowns. I'll, if you approach me in a clown outfit, I'm going to shoot you. Oh, a clown story. <laughs> but first. Oh, clown. Clown. But first, um, yes, spiders. Those thousand leg centipedes. Yeah, yeah. Those are. I don't know if you have them out really, there. But yeah, I've seen them. They're. Yeah. If, if you're in the Midwest and you got basements. Yeah. You got them. Uh, bees, wasps, hornets, you all those things. Pornets? And then. Um, not what hornets. It like. I like pornets. I don't like hornets. And. Well, I'm sure they're nice ladies. Sunflowers. You don't call them whores. I didn't. You did. (laughs) I'm afraid of sunflowers. (laughs) I'm telling the world. Most of my friends know. My family knows. They think it's a joke. I am sending you. Especially the six foot ones. They scare the shit out of me. In in Minot, when I would drive up to base, there were these huge sunflower fields on either side of the highway. It was super cool. Unless you're terrified of sunflowers, in which case, that would sound like a nightmare. I told the guys at the last pl- police department that I was afraid of sunflowers while I was in FTO training. So we go on a oh, call. That was not smart. It wasn't smart. We go on a call. We had some paper to do, or or I had paper to do. Let me say, you're so, an FTO. You had paper. Right. So we go back to the station. I'm doing the paper, and my FTO, my buddy Joe, goes off and does whatever. And then... It's time to go back on the street. And I don't know at what point I told him I was afraid of sunflowers. Like, but he remembered maybe. So we go to a call. I think it was for like, I want to know how that came up in conversation. I know. Well, tell me your fears. Right. Sunflowers. We go to a call for like a burglar alarm. And, uh, 
I go to open the MDT to get the address and stuff, and I open it. He had taped a big sunflower <laughs> to the MDT screen. Now, uh, what is it about sunflowers that's, that scares you? Look at them, man. Not only they do they look grow, like sunshine. They're taller than me. Okay. So is corn. The, Are you afraid of corn? No, they don't. Corn doesn't have a head. Sunflowers have it, that big face. It's a freaking flower. I hate it. I okay. Hate, I, I don't like them. Well, I'm hating it them. is one thing. I'm afraid of them. But you're saying you're afraid of it. I, I think I've just turned it into a joke over the past 20 years where if we okay. go to a restaurant and there's like a little vase with the, sunflowers on it, sunflower. my daughter will grab it and move it towards just me. shake it in your head. <laughs> I'm like, get that away face. from me before I shoot it. So, clown story. All right, let's hear the clown story. Because you mentioned clowns at some point before, and I told you to remind it me about It was during the 9-11 story. episode. It was not the oh, appropriate was... time for a clown story. But how did a clown come up during the 9-11 episode? I, I, I don't know, Mike. How does anything come up in any of these shows? You and I are both functional retards. Weird things happen. All right. So we're bringing back retard. I don't care. It's not offensive. I know plenty of people who have mental retardation, and I wouldn't ever call them a retard because they're not. Not. Uh, not to their face. They so, suffer from mental retardation. Retards this, are totally different. Right. So this one day, I'm, I'm pulling out of uh, a hotel onto one of our four-lane, six-lane highways, and a car goes flying past me. Similar to are the you, Are same, you working? Yeah, I'm working. I'm on shift. Okay. It's uh, afternoons. Same location where I saw Patrick Sharp fly past me when I pulled him over. That's a different story. Oh, Patty Sharp. So I get behind this guy. He's flying. I think I got him at like 60 and a 40 or whatever. So we get up to to the next major intersection, and he turns right to go eastbound towards the city. And then there's a, a big expressway right there he can get on. So I had sent a message on our MDTs at the time to the shift. I'm gonna pull I got a, clown. a live one. I'm going to pull a clown over because I saw it. He was made up as a clown when he went by me. So I said, I'm pulling some clown over eastbound on this street and this 100 block. Now, I've called people clowns my whole life as a police officer. So they just thought I was pulling some guy over. So I, I curbed <laughs> the car and I get out. And this guy has to be like 70. And I, I come a up to 70 the, year old dressed as a clown. Yeah. I come up to the window post, you know, so I always make them, you know, how they have to turn around and look at you because yeah. I'm behind the post. And he's like, I, struggling. I don't approach. I don't approach from the driver's side. Oh, you go to the passenger side. Yeah. All right. I hang out in the shadows for like what feels like five minutes. Right. And, and then when they're really like confused and frustrated, yeah, you hit him with the light on the like passenger side. Right in yeah. the face. Nice. In the face. In the face. What's up? So this guy looks at me, and he's in the whole gear. Costume, face, paint. He's got balloons stuffed in the car. And I said, uh, the reason I'm pulling you over is, you know, you're doing 60 and a 40. And he said, oh, I'm really sorry. You know, I'm going to my granddaughter's birthday party. I'm like, okay. I said, do you have a driver's license and an insurance card? He's like, yeah. No. So he, he's one of the old guys that back in the day when I got my driver's license, you would get out and meet the police officer. You would actually walk up to the police officer's car. So he's one of those guys that gets out of his car. That's what the age that they're at. That's what they I don't work. like that. Yeah, I know. But because of his age, that's what he's, he does. 
So I, he's now he's out and he's standing up in front of me. He's got his full costume on. And my buddy Frank decides he's going to roll up behind me and back me up. He pulls up behind us and I look behind me because I heard a car, you know, and I look at him and he looks at us and he just puts his head down. He's laughing his ass off because I actually pulled over a clown. He won't get out of the car. <laughs> so I said to the guy, do you have your driver's license? He says, yes, sir. He gives it to me. He takes it out of his wallet and I go, this don't look anything like you. <laughs> he goes, I swear to God, it's me. I'm like, clown, lighten up. Swear I'm telling a joke. I'm telling a joke. You're in makeup. Obviously, it doesn't look like you. Where are you going again? I'm my granddaughter's birthday party. I'm really late. I'm like, get back in your car and take off. I won't give you a ticket, you know. But just his face when I said, I looked at his license, I looked at him, he goes, this doesn't look anything like you. I swear to God, I thought the guy was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> he Am was I so go serious. To jail? I'm so serious. And then literally a week later, another clown goes speeding past me. I type everyone a message. Another clown just went flying past me. They're like, you've pulled over one clown. That's enough. You don't, you don't need, need to, to pull, pull anybody over else anymore. Over. It was one of my favorite stops, especially when my buddy Frank pulled up and I saw his face. <laughs> that was worth it. Oh, man. All right. So how was your week, Brandon? I know, but uh, our listeners and viewers on YouTube don't. So Unless they watched our pre-show and our IG live. Yeah. Or have seen my Instagram the last couple of days. <laughs> um, well, I, I got a boo-boo. Hey, boo boo. Hey, How about a little big basket? basket? Yeah, so. Why is your um, finger pointed up in the air? Oh, I'm fancy. Pinky. Uh, yeah, pinky's out. Uh, so, was it Tuesday night? Our, our day shift and swing shift um, went out to the same address many, many different times for the same guy. Um, Part of his deal is that he's got some mental health issues. And the other part is that he's a raging asshole. Uh, so he's apparently going through a really bad breakup with his boyfriend and uh, kept going over and harassing him and banging on windows and all kinds of shit. So uh, Day Shift apparently called out the like mental health mobile crisis people to come out and talk to him. And then at some point, his care team got involved and said, no, he doesn't meet the criteria for a hold. So we walked away. Uh, fast forward to swing shift. Second watch. Uh, he's out there, violates a uh, domestic violence restraining order. And I think like actually burglarized the apartment because he doesn't live there. Um, they decide to uh, just, you know, walk away from him being in his apartment and put the affidavit on file so that he can be arrested at a later point in time. A couple hours later, we get called. He's escalated. He's now breaking windows. So, thankfully, the ex-boyfriend is no longer in the apartment. He's He left because, you know after about three or four times, it's like, hey, maybe it's not safe to be here right now. So he leaves. We're talking to him on the phone. We hear glass break. We then see a shadowy figure run over to a car and start wailing on the taillight. 
Was it like Bigfoot? Uh, less blurry, but yeah, just as okay. hairy though. This is a weird part. Yeah. Uh, so and you hear the unmistakable sound of plastic breaking. So we go, well, I guess we have to address this. <laughs> hey, police, stop! And he runs away. So at this point, what we don't know is that the swing shift was in the process of putting that affidavit on file, so that there is currently a want for his arrest. Because at the time we didn't really know what we had. We knew he had some form of vandalism, but it wasn't. We didn't know if it was felony or misdemeanor. Most likely misdemeanor. So, am I going to really run after a guy and get into a knockdown dragout over a misdemeanor vandalism case? No. So whatever, let him go. We start looking at all the damage. We go. Oh no, this is <laughs> it is felony vandalism. So. Okay, well, we can put another affidavit on file, just add that charge to it, and he'll get arrested at another point in time. So we go talk to victim. He asks us to escort him over to his apartment while he goes and gets some stuff. Sure, no problem. He goes inside. I'm not working with my usual team this night. I uh, got moved to a different part of the city. So me and my partner for the night are walking up to the apartment, and we see the victim go sprinting out. We go, hmm, odd. So, like, all right, well, I mean, there's no reason to go in there. He didn't yell out, like, run away and scream, help! And then we hear glass break. Son of a bitch, he's back! So we go running around the back, and just as he's walking past us we both instantly see him and recognize him hey stop he does not stop okay partner goes to grab him he pulls away and the fight is on so we are wrestling around tussling he's kicking yelling screaming i think at one point he tried to bite somebody so (laughs) we eventually get him cuffed up he ended up actually kicking my partner in the chest. I avoided his kick. At some point, through all his grabbing and stuff, he actually uh, unvelcroed my outer vest carrier and somehow dropped the hood on my taser. Wow. Yeah. If I had known that, he would have um, sustained much more serious injuries. And a tasing. But, yeah, probably. He probably would have gotten a tasing, too. Just, well, if you want it, here you go. So uh, we get him out to the paramedics and stuff because he is uh, bleeding from the face. Where is he bleeding? From the face. From the face. So a couple minutes go by. I'm like, man, my hand hurts. I look down. My finger is starting to swell up. Oh, okay. I probably just sprained it or jammed it or something like that. Throughout the night, it kind of starts to bruise a little bit. I'm like, okay, that's normal. I've had, you know, sprained fingers before. It's not the end of the world. But I'm like, man, like, I can't really make a fist. I'm like, that's nah, fine. It's fine. Go home. And now the underside. So before, just the top part of my finger was purple or starting to bruise. I got home. The underside was starting to bruise, too. I'm like, hmm. Probably not good. But I'm big. I'm big. Tough guy. I'm tough guy. I don't go to no doctor. I better be dying. So, I got to go to work. Yeah. Got shit to do. So I tape it, tape that to my uh, my ring finger and go to sleep. And 
wake up and I wake up. My finger is much larger than it was when I went to sleep. <laughs> you <laughs> look like, like a freaking little like one of the those man hands sausages <laughs> in the Seinfeld episode yeah. when she's breaking the lobster open. That's you. yeah. And uh, and there's about six different shades of purple on my little teeny tiny pinky finger. A little tribute to Prince. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> purple pain though this one, not yeah. purple. Yeah, this rain. is purple pain. And that was still hurting. Usually, like, the pain goes away pretty quickly. Even after, like, if you take some Tylenol, you're usually fine. So I went to work because, you know. That's what men do. That's what men do. Dumb men. And uh, <laughs> my boss asked me, he goes, hey, how's your finger? Show it to him. He goes, yee. Go, yeah, that I think doesn't I'm go look good. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to go to the doctor in the morning because I don't think it's supposed to bend this way either. Because, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Go to the doctor. And the doctor said, it broke. It broke. It broke. So, I have what's called a mallet fracture. So, apparently, the last um, bone in my finger cracked, and then the strength of the tendon ripped the bone off. See, this is where being my age would be an advantage advantage because my tendons are so stretched out and old it would just yeah. dangle there <laughs> just it, stay there it would have stayed there yeah so like the doctor's showing me the x-ray and he's like yeah you see this piece over here yeah <laughs> that's not supposed to be it's, there it's not supposed to be there it's supposed to be here uh. so my finger has to be splinted where the tip of the pinky is like pointed up so it's like it has to be kind of hyperextended so that that piece of bone that's still connected to the tendon will heal, and I will have full range of motion Says in my you. finger. According to the doctor, in approximately six to eight weeks. <laughs> and you still have to go to, now you have to work light duty. Oh, hold yes. On. Yeah. Oh, How long right. is that going to be? In six to eight weeks. <laughs> yeah. So I am off the streets for six to eight weeks while this little bastard heals. You're going to be a paper bitch. Paper bitch? What yeah. are you going to be doing? What What are your duties as a paper <laughs> bitch duty. when you're not on the street? So when you're on light duty, you so we get referral cases from uh, Child Protective Services or Department of Family and child services however your county words it so they send us referral cases and basically you just type those up and they get sent off to the uh, family violence it's handwritten notes or something or you take a i don't know you've never done it (laughs) no this is this is legitimately my first on-duty injury okay where i'm gonna actually like miss time yeah well i have a story about mine Um, yeah well when we get this is my story yeah, <laughs> this is my first one. Uh, yeah, and so, that's not bad for the first three years, Brandon. One. Yeah, no, I know, injury. and I mean, this is not my first tussle. I've been incredible. Right, as fortunate. many fights have you been in? You've gotten lucky. Yeah, well, as many critical incidents I've been in. I show up with big boxing gloves on right off the bat. That's uh, that's going to be what happens now. I'm just going to keep like a pair of like eight ounce UFC gloves in my car. Yeah, you get out with and those. I'm just going to start throwing them on. Like, let's go, dude. People just look at you and go, <laughs> "I'm done." 
I don't think if I you're showing up that. to a call like that, I don't, I don't, we don't need to go any further. Where do I you want me to put my hands behind my back? Right back here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. But this dude was like an asshole the entire time too. Like even after he was in the hospital, like even nurses were, cause he tried to run away once he got medically cleared to go to jail. So like, of we course, stand him why up. wasn't he handcuffed to the bed? Oh, he, he, well, he was, but it was time okay. to go to jail. Yeah. Time so, to take the cuffs off the bed. Yeah, and he, I mean, we he got handcuffed behind his back. We stood him up. All right, you're going to walk to that car right there. And, like, he dropped his center of gravity and, like, leaned forward. And it was one of those times where I looked at my partner. I could see that he was confused. I was confused. So I figured, well, if you don't know, ask. Hey, buddy, what, what you, you doing? doing? I'm getting out of here. I'm not going to jail. You're going to be readmitted you're, to the hospital in two seconds. You're, you're doing a poor job of it. <laughs> yeah. So was it a felony? Um, th- so you were saying, oh yeah, vandalism so, that doesn't work. Criminal damage here. It's called criminal damage in Illinois. So that was a f- you got felony yeah, the, the charges technical for the criminal term damage. Is yeah the uh, the technical term is malicious mischief. Oh, that's a that's like a. It sounds so innocent, low, right? Well, malicious mischief by us is a lower than a class A misdemeanor. Something that you don't even arrest. Yeah, for. like we, typically we don't we wouldn't arrest anybody for vandalism. I've only arrested one other person for vandalism. And it was because he almost smoked a baby when he threw a rock through a window. Well, that that's criminal damage. Yeah. Well, to us, it's called vandalism. Okay. Okay. You're, you're arguing semantics. And then you said the burglary. <laughs> now, so he entered that dwelling. With what the was his to intent commit to commit a, a felony? Theft, what was the felony? A theft. Okay. A theft or, or any felony more damage, crime, which he created a ton of damage, apparently, which, rose it to that level again would have been nice to know thank you <laughs> don't be silly swing shift we don't yeah, need any pass need on that shit no nah. you should see pass on in our department you have to read the reports if you want to have any idea what's going on yeah, that's typically the way it goes it was actually kind of fortunate because one of the swing shifters came out there um, says i know this like, guy yeah he was like i remember this asshole so he came out there he goes yeah we they're putting an F on file. I just like called him and said, hey, don't you want to maybe give him a heads up? So then I, to which I responded, hey, don't you want to give us a heads up? <laughs> yeah, hello. Like, you have knowledge, jackass. Like, you could let easily have let us know. But, you know, why do extra work? So, yeah, that was, it was a fight the whole way down there. He got to wear, so I have a very special helmet. It's, um. Did your parents give it to you when you were a kid so you wouldn't bump yeah. your head? Yeah. No, it's. It, I got it from actually one of the hospital nurses. Some dude was banging his head on the inside of my car. He goes, "Hey, you want a helmet for him?" <laughs> yes. And then I'm and gonna it, keep it. Yes. So, I've been waiting for a chance to use that helmet again, and I nice. finally got it. And you this put it on was, yourself or that guy? I put it on that guy. I wore my Kevlar helmet because you know safety. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, so he got to wear that while he was in our little burrito wrap restraint and uh, got brought down to jail that way looking like a damn fool. Good on him. Yeah, so he uh, he ended up with with, uh, more than just that that vandalism charge. It's a bad breakup. Yep. Bad breakup caper. Bad breakup. Yeah, so now he's gotten... uh, Two felony battery on an officer's one with technically so the definition of great bodily injury, right? Yeah, not in Cook County, but I mean no, statewide it is. It's I mean, in our state I mean, books. Legal definition of it is is like yeah, 
Cook County would fracture laugh at me. Yeah. Yeah. So we might get it for a broken bone. Did you see Minnesota yeah, you have to actually get shot out there? Yeah. Minnesota is no longer going to be prosecuting officers that get spit on as felonies if it only lands on their uniform and boots, not on their hands or face, even though it's, it's okay. a felony to spit on a police officer. Our, our county is not going to prosecute standalone resisting charges anymore. So if we're investigating a crime and somebody decides to fight with us and we arrest him and that's the only crime is the resisting, obstructing, delaying a peace officer, not going to get filed. That's nice. That's cool. It's not going to result in somebody getting hurt. Nah. It'll be fine. uh, After you broke your finger, was that the end of your, the last day of your shift? Yeah. So I spent my Saturday in the hospital. Well, not in the hospital. I went to my, to my doctor and then bounced around the Kaiser campus going from my doctor to orthopedics to the casting area to, yeah. During the day or were they nice and had evening appointments? During the day. After your shift. The second I well, got wait, off work. Because Thursday was your last night at work. So Wednesday into Thursday is my last day. So Thursday is technically my off day. Oh, that's right. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm sorry. Yep. So so it was Thursday or Friday? It was Thursday morning. Okay. It was Thursday morning. So I worked Wednesday night, and I had I, – I, uh, I nailed down a perfect game, Mike. Oh, while, while you were playing on your phone? No. Uh, zero calls for service. Oh, not even attached to anything. Not even like, oh, attached I, and cleared off. Nothing. Call we used sign to have, was not raised once. That's awesome. We used to try and go all six days when we did sixes and twos. <laughs> we see, tried to go see, six you, days you in a row without that. getting a call. So you could pull that off. Here. No, the, we the can't perfect, The perfect game is rare. This is the, uh, this is the second one of my career. Okay. Um, so, you know, I want to just, I want to thank my teammates. Uh, yeah. Back out there. <laughs> thank Ford. Uh, I want to thank God for putting me in oh, a Chevy. wonderful position. You drive a Chevy. No, I don't. Right? You have the no. interceptor? No. I thought you we were in a Caprice. Okay. No. We, we have talked Caprices. Yeah, you're not. So we have Caprices. Though. We have, yeah, no, I, I don't I don't drive the go-kart. You have some old Crown Vicks, which We've are got the some old cars. Crown Vicks that yeah. are getting, they're, they're getting phased out, and it makes me yeah. sad. Okay, and then the rest of the SUV. Yep. Fords. Ford. Okay. Fords. Yeah. So that's so yeah, good, so man. Was, Congratulations yeah. on your perfect game. Yeah, it was about halfway through that I I uh, was sitting there in my in my church parking lot, going, I really shouldn't be at work. Like if I have to grab somebody, like it's not going to happen. Well, maybe that's why <laughs> you were allowed to have a perfect game because you yeah were injured. I would have been and useless. you shouldn't have been at work. Yeah, and that that was halfway through it. I kind of had that realization of like I'm no good to anybody right now. So right, yeah. So now I won't be there for six to eight weeks. Well, you'll be there. You well, I mean, I'll be, be the there. I'll just be in the building, which, like, it's weird how disc. Because I've been on modified duty one other time after uh, my vasectomy, and I was only on it for a week, and it was awful. It was miserable. I can't. I like six to eight weeks sounds like torture. And, and well, at least you get to stay on your shift. Yeah. yeah. So I still get to stay on my shift, but you feel you're so disconnected. Because, like, nobody re- nobody's like, hey, how you doing, buddy? They just, like, look into this. We call it the fishbowl because yeah. it's, like, this little corner office with windows all around it. And, like, people okay. just look in and they stare at you like, what's wrong with you? Kenny Chesney has a good song, Welcome to the Fishbowl. You yeah. should listen to it when it's you're sitting di- in there. It's a different fishbowl. Um, 
so it 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 sucks. It's like I, I'm not gonna say depressing. That's dramatic, but no, it's, it's just we're not we're used to. People don't understand. Our office is our car. We're out yeah. on our own. We do what we want. And that includes traffic and investigation, all that kind of stuff. When you get stuck in an office, you kind of just want to poke your eyeballs out with pencils. Yeah. It's not good. We're not yeah. used to being indoors. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, and then there's the aspect of, you know, you know that your your team is going to be operating a person down, you know. Right. And you know that, you know, you know, world's going to keep on spinning, but you do feel disconnected. You do feel a sense of, well, most, most cops feel a sense of responsibility. And I mean, I know you get to a point where, you know, some guys would prefer to be off the street and still getting paid with a relatively minor injury. You're not looking at me. No, no. No, I, I just, I know that there's two guys in there right now that are like, good. I'm going to ride this out. And how I don't many, like those people. How many seats are in the fishbowl? Two. Just two? Yeah, there's two like actual like nice, decent desks, and then there's like these two tables that are shoved in a corner. That so you're going to be sitting <laughs> I'm going to be sitting in the briefing room. I'm going to go into the briefing oh. room because okay. one of them is a sergeant that I cannot stand. Oh, one of the two that are in the bubble? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like him. Okay. So I'm going to be in the briefing room the whole time, or maybe even the report writing room, and just hide from him until he leaves, and then I'll leave. All right. So, so. my week at work. I'm yeah, not at didn't, work. Didn't, didn't something happen to you, Mike? So I was supposed to go to work Monday. Today is Saturday. We recorded a week ago Saturday. So. Yeah. Yeah, so last time we recorded... uh I was supposed to shoot the next day, and yeah, I you did. You do some rifle training. Yeah, it was great, man. I uh, I was telling you during the pre-show, <laughs> first of all, I, I bought a new gun, uh, SIG P320 AGX Pro. I've been waiting for it to come in. So my buddy Frank, he's a federal firearms license holder, so I ordered it through him. He he texts me. He says, uh, "Your gun's in." And I, I I was on vacation, as you know, before I, I was supposed to shoot, and I wasn't. He lives right next to the uh, the town over from the PD, so well, I'm not going to be in your town. He goes, "Come get it before you shoot." We normally shoot at the police department in his town. That's the range we use when it's when we're doing pistol stuff. I said, "Well, I'm not shooting by you. We're shooting at a a quarry." And th- th- this is a good thing. It's 15 minutes from my house. <laughs> so oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because I work 30 miles away. This was 15. No, it was 12 minutes, if I'm going to be honest. 12 minutes from my house. It's an outdoor quarry, a lot of gravel trucks and stuff. So Yeah, we'd hate, we'd hate to have to have another housekeeping segment. Yeah, right. No housekeeping. Clarifying the travel time right. door to door. So I, th- I thought it would be really cool to, I always pick up a dozen donuts for the guys. And then I got some extra water, and my wife had purchased a uh, pop-up tent that you use for, like, tailgating and stuff. It's 10 by 10. So she said, take... I found at Goodwill. Yeah, but it was like $120. So she says... 
She says, take this and you can have some shade because it's supposed to be really hot out. And I'm like, awesome. So I get there like 30 minutes early. We, we get down. We go down in the ravine down there. And I pull this thing out. No instructions. I had asked her, are there instructions? She said, you don't need any. You she don't still need says, them. She still says she never said that. But anyways. <laughs> uh, I, don't know. I I believe Kim. Okay. I pull it out. It's huge. I start opening it up. You know, it's got accordion is, arms and stuff. Is it like it's 10 feet by 10 feet? It's 10 feet by 10 feet. So I, I pull out a corner, then I go to the other side and pull out. And I'm fighting with this thing. And then I think it's upside down, which actually it wasn't. I put it right side up. But I didn't know there were little locking hubs on each pole that you push up after it's open. Yeah. and it. So I flip it upside down because I think that's the way it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. I start pushing it down, and, like forcing it open. what did you do? Then I broke it. Oh, I, I'm like, what the, the like the, the arms broke. It's like cheap Aye. metal, like it's made in Taiwan or something. No offense to the it, Taiwanese. Is this. It probably was. So I and, wrestled and I'm with this sure thing. I'm pretty sure that's made out of aluminum. So like for it's like not 20, dirty. maybe I can recycle it and get some money for it because. <laughs> Screw that. You could freaking return it and get a new one. Maybe. I think she ordered it on Amazon. Maybe. I think. Amazon takes everything back. I know. So I. I break it. I put it back in the really nice uh, carrying case that has wheels on it. I don't know if yours does. Yeah, yeah, mine has wheels. All right, I was wheeling it around Goodwill. I throw it back in the back of my truck. I'm pissed. Then my buddy Jim shows up. He opens his tailgate. He's like, "Hey, I bought us a tent. It's a pop-up tailgate tent, ten by ten. I go, "Let me see it." He pulls out. I go, "I just broke that same exact tent." Don't let me touch it. He goes, did you do it by yourself? I'm like, yeah. He goes, what are you, an idiot? There's four people to put this thing together. We literally had four people, one person on each post. You can do it with two. Yeah, if you're on opposite ends. But like like one is tough. One's impossible. I'm telling you, you can't do this one. Okay, Superman. So that was the start of the day. (laughs) Just kind of set the tone. It's never a good sign. Now, where we were shooting, like I said, it's in a quarry. So they get concrete, asphalt, all this stuff. And they have um, they've built two big berms at one far end. They let a city called Hoffman Estates, they let the Hoffman Estates PD shoot there. So they decide that they would let us shoot there, which is very nice of them. And I think it's at yeah, no fair. charge. Fair is right? fair. So you know. get a rifle range and you can shoot, you know, 100 yards, no charge and stuff. So... Get everything going, and we start running drills. And I, I run through my drill. And I, know, I saw your video. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, I don't like your shooting platform. <laughs> no, I, I, I need to lean forward a little bit more. I, well, I, I don't, I don't like the hand on the mag. I oh, I have to. First of all, I broke I this like arm. Extended out. I broke this arm, and I can't. Uh, okay. I can't. I can't hold it like that. First of all. I used to have a handle on the on the end of my rifle. Oh, the took, foregrip. Yeah, I took it off. Can, um, okay. It's much easier for me to go right there. Okay. Because of my broken arm. So. Okay. I shoot. I kind of have the same thing. We're like holding it underneath. I, like yeah, I can't even that way. turn my hand like it. that. No. So I can. What I do is I I C clamp it. You do this. Off I'm not a fan. Or I'll or I'll use the um, the foregrip. Okay. Because I got I got big hands. Yeah, I got small hands and a broken arm, so I'm kind of. Yeah, that'll that'll hurt. Yeah, so I shoot the course, and I do well. And it was after we did rifle, transition to pistol, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
and I walked it fine. Now I'm walking over chunks of asphalt, rock, dirt, and apparently they drive fucking trucks through there because there's ruts in there. I'm walking back to the group. Well, it is a quarry. Yeah. <laughs> walking back to the group, and I'm, like, pulling out my mag. So I'm looking down at my rifle, but not at my footing. And I stepped in this fucking rut. Oof. And it was, like, the middle of my foot. Hit it perfect? Yeah, like like that. And it, it snapped down to the left, all the way down into the rut. I mean, it went down. And then I went down. And I'm lucky I didn't jam my rifle into the ground. And my buddy Dave, who I just got done hiking with, he was there. He's like, holy shit, are you all right? I'm like, no. I heard it pop three times. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. No, no. No, not good. <laughs> so they, this, is, this is bad. They come over to carry me back. I'm trying to walk on it. I can't, I can't walk. Get back to the tent. <laughs> I, hit, I did have a, polo, a, you know, a folding chair I brought. So I sit down in the chair, and my boss is like, you all right? And I'm like, I don't think so, Jim. This is not a good one. And uh, he's like, well, let's see what happens. I said, I'm not taking my boot off. Yeah, because you never get it back on. I've learned. (laughs) So he goes, just sit and rest for a little while. So we did that. And then, you know, got lunch. And then I couldn't even, I I couldn't put any weight on it. So I'm like, and it's Sunday, right? And we're, we're still, I don't know, 25 miles from rpd and we have our own we're contracted to go to this urgent care place that's in our town yeah so my boss is on the phone oh they're closed i'm like (laughs) okay because it's sunday yeah he goes "Uh, you need to go to this hospital and he tells me to go to a hospital that's in melrose park melrose park is about 35 miles away from me i go what are you an idiot jeez why would i drive all the way to melrose (laughs) park when i have a hospital 10 minutes away from here, right right by my house. Because they don't do workers' comp, bro. He goes, oh, I guess that's right. If you're going to go to a hospital, you might as well go to one that's close because it's not going to be workman's comp anyways, but I have to get the work done, you know? I have to make sure it's not broken. Yeah. So he goes, go to your hospital. That's fine. So I left right after lunch, get to the hospital, you know, all that bullshit. They take x-rays. It's not broken. It's the size of a baseball. And uh, yeah, so anyways, like one of the pictures you you sent out, like it didn't look that bad. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't look that small. And then you sent me a different angle. I went, Dude! yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what then is I actually, that? I showed the ankle, and I was like, oh my god. So, you know, now I'm so I'm off, and I'm on crutches. They've told me I I shouldn't be putting much weight on it yet. So it's funny because I I went to see the company doctor then on that Monday. This place, I swear, I posted, um, when I got there, I posted in my stories. I went, I hobbled in there with oh, my yeah. crutches. First of all, I'm leaving the hospital the day before with the crutches. And the, the nurse goes, uh, do you need me to show you how to use those? I go, I got three pairs on my attic. <laughs> I've fucked up my ankles more than anybody I know since I've been playing sports. Football, baseball, basketball, I've messed up my ankles in each sport. I'm leaving the hospital. I'm flying down out of the emergency room. And this old lady nurse, she looks at me. She goes, you look like you have too much experience on those things. <laughs> I go, oh, yeah, I can, I, can do, I can do wonders with these. And then the guy, the nurse who brought them to me, he was in the, near the registration as I was walking out. And I was zooming past him. He goes, really? I go, see ya. He goes, you're, you're going way too fast on those. So I go to the company doctor on Monday. I check in, and it's filled with a lot of people getting, you know, 
urine drops and stuff for their work because this is a contracted place oh, where yeah. Yeah, employees yeah, get sent. Yeah. So I, I went back to my truck and I made a comment that I don't want to sit in a bunch of room with people have warrants. So yeah. I said to the lady, can I go sit outside and you'll call me when my appointment's ready? Two hours Jeez. to get in to see the doctor. So they, whatever, I'm, on, I'm off for, I go back to see her Tuesday. I finished with that and I go to the station. My deputy, I'm on my way to the station. My deputy chief calls me. He's like, hey, uh, where are you at? I'm like, I'm pulling up into the station. He's like, okay, I put some paperwork in your mailbox that you have to fill out. I'm like, all right. So I come in, fill out my paperwork, you know, how everything happened, all that bullshit. I hobble into the DC's office to give him the paperwork. And the chief comes walking in the hallway and he st- stops and he's looking, he's looking into the office and I'm on crutches and he's just looking at me like he's got his hands on his hips and he's like you he's just looking at me beach. and I go if you keep looking at me like that I'm going to shove this crutch up your ass <laughs> because like you 22 years this is my only second time I've been injured yeah on the job and missed work the last one was I jumped out of the back of an ambulance into a pothole I was on a call <laughs> an ambulance call on our Big ass highway. I was jumping out and I didn't know that they had a pothole they didn't fill and I went right in it and I got right back in the ambulance. They had to bring another ambulance and they had to take me to the hospital. <laughs> so I, I told the chief I was going to shove my crutch up his ass and then he laughed and I said, I don't like this as much move. as you don't like this. Yeah, because luckily he's a good friend of mine. But when it happened, my sergeant, or lieutenant now, he had to send a message to the DC and the chief. Oh, yeah. They got to send messages all the way up. Right. So he sends that, and then he calls me. He says, uh, how are you doing? He, he's checking in on me, my lieutenant. And I told him, and he goes, okay, just so you know, I sent an e- a text to so-and-so and so-and-so, and the first thing out of their mouth was, oh, it's fucking great. <laughs> Not how is he. Man, they what? really care about you. Yeah. I'm like, really? So then... Later, like literally hours later, I get a text from my DC. Hey, Mikey, heard about your ankle. Hope you're okay. You doing okay, buddy? I'm like, all right, whatever. So now I go, I had physical therapy twice. I still am not walking without the assistance of a crutch. Now I'm down to one. And uh, I go back Tuesday to see the doctor and physical therapy, and I'm supposed to work Wednesday, Thursday, but there's no way I'm going to be able to work Wednesday, Thursday. I don't, I don't Thursday. think you're going to be working, buddy. No, so I'm, I'm looking at the 4th, hopefully October 4th. Hopefully I'll be back, but I'm not going to go back unless I can jump and run and, you know, all that yeah. stuff because it's like you. Our job is boring until it's not. <laughs> so yeah. you're either... You're, you're getting off work until there's an active shooter. Right, and then you got to chase somebody. So like, I'm going to make it. sure... I'm 100% before I go yeah. back. So I don't have work stories other than the old ones that I'll talk about next time I'm at work. Yeah, and it wasn't even like an eventful week for us. Like, it was pretty mundane. And well, then, Our guys, they've been working a lot. Um, our guys are getting well, yeah. forced to work 18s and stuff. Now our shift's short. All the other shifts are short. So, Yeah, whatever. it's a domino effect. And, like, we're all aware of what one guy down equals. Right. It equals five extra hours for two other people. By the time I go back, I will have been off. I last worked September 2nd. Wow. <laughs> Good for you. You know what? I never want to go back. 
It's <laughs> like, I'm just going to ride this out till like May. I'm up during the day for an Isn't extended. Isn't it amazing how much better you feel when you're like in a normal human schedule? Cycle? Yeah. I can't, I can't begin to tell you. Uh, well, you know, but people that are listening that aren't, that don't do our job or work shift work, because there are, you know, factory workers and stuff and nurses yeah. and doctors that have to do that. But I've seen clerks. the sun every day for 28 days, and it's amazing. Just the, that week I was off on bereavement. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yesterday great. or the day before. Now, here's what happens. So I get hurt Sunday. My wife left Friday to go to, no, thir- the Thursday before that to go to Texas. She had to work in Houston all week this week, Monday through Friday. So she went to Dallas first to see some friends Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Flew out Monday morning, was in Houston all week. So I get hurt on Sunday. And then my dog had a, a growth right here on his chest. So my daughter had to take him in to have surgery. So now I'm home and can't walk. My dog had surgery. He can't walk around. My poor daughter is carrying the dog up and down the <laughs> stairs, Aww. waiting on me, getting me stuff, asking if I'm making me dinner, making me lunches, you know. And uh, I said to my wife, boy, you sure picked a good week to get the hell out of town. Yeah. <laughs> she timed that perfect. She's like, you know I did. And she said she felt bad for not being here. And I'm like, okay, sure you did. <laughs> sure you did. Yeah. But she does. Uh, so, yeah, that has been a really crazy week here in the house. I'm looking forward to watching football tomorrow all day. Yes. And then I, I just checked the schedule because, remember, I said I thought the Cowboys were on tomorrow night. They're not. Yeah, they're, they're on they're Monday not. night football. Yeah. So I'm very excited to watch. I'll watch the Bears tomorrow, and then I'll watch whatever you're, you're – I'll watch that Packer-Niner game and root That's for the Pack because my family's from Green Bay. Well. And I hate the Niners because I'm a Cowboy fan. <laughs> right there. That's about as good <laughs> as this one's going to get. Like, yeah. So nice. here, here's a better one for you. That's a good one, but my daughter and I were just watching the movie It, the good one, yeah. the recent one, which you can't watch hard, it because there's a clown in it. Hard pass. But there's a scene in there where the kids are having a rock fight in the creek, and one of the kids has a mullet. So one of the bad, he's a bad kid, Henry Bowers. So they end up rock fight. He's on the ground. And then the kid from across the creek goes, why don't you go blow your dad, you mullet wearing fucker? And he gives him this like this. <laughs> With the thumbs out. I'm yeah. Like, that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Oh, oh that's fun. Speaking of movies, I learned something. So, What did you learn? So I, my daughter came in while I was watching The Sopranos because HBO is doing a Sopranothon. They're not calling it okay. Sopranothon, but they're calling it a Soprano I, they marathon. They should. Right. I just coined that phrase. And anyways, because they're leading up to the Many Saints of Newark. Oh, that's right. October 1st. So excited. So... My daughter, I'm, I'm way ahead. I'm in season six now that I'm keeping up with the podcast, but I wanted to eat lunch and just put something on that I'd seen before. So I had it on and my daughter sits down. She's never seen The Sopranos. And, uh, and then Michael Imperioli, who plays Christopher, uh, there was a scene Christopher. with him on Christopher, and I asked my daughter, I'm like, do you recognize him? Because my daughter has watched all of Law and & Order and SVU yeah, and stuff. Little Chrissy. And he was on Law and Order for a while. Yeah. He was one of the main police officers. Was, I was going to say, was he one of the detectives? Yeah, or? he was with Jeremy After Sisto. a while, like, I just couldn't, I, I just couldn't keep up with it. Oh, I love that Law and Order. Oh, yeah, same here. I, like, I'll watch this, the reruns with Sam Waterson all, all day long. Oh, but he, he reminds me of my grandpa. 
I am getting back into Law and Order now that they brought back. Yeah, uh, organized crime. Elliot Stabler to organized crime. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm watching. I watched too. the first season and now I'm gonna get probably back into SVU yeah. because you know that those are gonna like yeah, well, intertwine last night, all the time. No, Thursday night they did a crossover. I think uh, the first yeah. night back. So yeah, I gotta watch that. She says I don't probably recognize. Him. We're done here. Yeah, there you go. She said I don't recognize him. I said, oh, he was in, you know, Goodfellas. She's like, I've never seen Goodfellas. I'm like, what? <laughs> exactly. Same look. I go, you, you what? No. Mike, and I said, y- you have failed. Wait, it gets worse. As a father. <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> Two more. Oh, God. I said, next thing you, I know you're going to tell me that you've never seen a Bronx tale. Nope. I'm like, what? So. I think that one's a little bit more forgivable. No. It's a little bit more forgivable than not seeing Goodfellas. If I got to rate which one, like, you have to see, like, just but they to go, exist in this country. Right? They go yes, side I know. by side. They, yeah. they, they go side by side. But I'm also not going to get pissed if nobody's seen Casino. I asked her. I said, have you seen Casino? If you, if you haven't seen the first two, you sure as shit haven't seen no, Casino. Right. So then the last one. So I was like, okay, you now have a homework assignment, you and your boyfriend. Has she seen Super Troopers? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We need to know. Send a text. All right. Well, she's, I'm not going to text her now. It's late. So one other no, thing. Mike, I don't think you understand. We need to know. Okay, hold on. Let me text her. <laughs> Gotta, this I'm is important. Ask. Brandon wants to know if you've seen Super Troopers. Uh, so um, if not, I'm getting on a plane. Okay, I go get popcorn. Yeah. And we're going to have a good old time. Yeah. So yesterday, you know, her mom came home. And I don't know where they went to get food or how it ended up happening. But they went to a drive-thru. Oh. Kim on her way home asked Morgan if she wanted something to eat. Me too, but I I had just made a grilled cheese sandwich. So that she went to Taco Bell. And they get the food, and Morgan sits down, and they open the bag, and the nachos are missing. And, and I said, never go through the drive-thru. And Kim knew immediately what I was referring to, because it's lethal weapon. And Leo, <laughs> and Morgan goes, I, I don't get it. And I'm like, hold on, God damn it. I can understand her not getting the line. She's never seen the movie. That, 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 again, Mike, that's your kid. So that's I had to, responsible for I it. had to bring up the drive-through scene with Joe Pesci on my phone and show it to her right there. And she says, "Whatever, whatever." She just answered me. Of course, I have. LOL. She has seen Super Trooper. Okay, thank God. At least there's that. No, I I ask because I had uh, a kid I supervised uh, that actually just listed me as a reference so he can get a top secret clearance. Awesome. Uh, when he came out to the actual, you know, job, yeah, we'd start talking and stuff about, you know, one of the favorite things we'd all talk about was movies. Like, hey, well, have you seen this movie? Have you seen that movie? Because, you know, everyone's so much younger than me. I was like, well, have you, have you seen? Like, I quoted Super Troopers, so I forget the context <laughs> okay. that it came up. And he just looked at me like, well, what? <laughs> from the movie, from Super Troopers. So I've never seen it. Oh you've never seen you're a cop and you've never seen super troopers go get out of my office get out <laughs> so 
to go find so and so who's got a portable DVD player. Right. Homework assignment. Go watch it right now. I don't care. You can do it on duty. Go. Do it right meow. It's, it's that important. Right meow now. Right meow now. Well, one last thing while we're talking about days and my daughter. Yesterday I had to go pick up my new my my glasses. I got my not these. I got my glasses back, the ones I had sent out. And I didn't want to be hobbling into the store. So I asked Morgan if she'd ride with me. And it was, dude, it's like 69 degrees out, not a cloud in the sky. Beautiful. And I'm driving in my truck during the day with the windows down with my daughter. She goes in, grabs my glasses, and I'm like, hey, want to get some barbecue? There's an unbelievable barbecue place like 10 minutes from my house. But I said, but you have to go in because I, you know, I can't go in. So she, we went to get barbecue at pulled pork, jalapeno <gasps> coleslaw, cornbread. Oh, my God. It was a perfect day, man. With my daughter, having some barbecue, you know, no clouds. And now I'm going to miss all that going back to work. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh. I'm really just soaking it in because, you know, my daughter's 25. Yeah. My son's 27 or 26. It's 27. I don't even fucking know. All I know is they're going to be moving it, you know, moving out at some yeah. point, not too far from now. And the last four years being on nights, I don't see them a lot. So I don't want yeah. to go back to work. <laughs> to no, be honest. I, I hear you. That's so. kind of the thing with the kids being homeschooled now. For me, like, I, yeah, it's nice. I see them when I get home. I see them when I get up. And I get to spend my days off with them. But that Thursday when I get home, dude, I'm a zombie. Right. Friday, Friday I'm... Like, I'm functional, but I'm still in a fog. And then Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday, well, shit, now I got to stay up all night to get back right. on a midnight. Time to get back so on your shift. You're yeah. never, and people who have never worked nights will never understand how crappy you feel 24-7. No, it, they don't get it's it. It's nonstop. You just feel like crap. I like when they go, oh, you work nights. That must be nice. Yeah, and I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. You have no, no fucking it's clue miserable. What, what nights, what, what it like, does to your body. Yeah, like, I, I like the work. I like, you know, the mentality of people who do, like, in our career field, who work midnights. Like, it's it's a kind of a point of pride that you're a midnighter. Yeah. Because I, I do think that we do way more with way less. Because, you know, day shift, you can call up a detective and say, hey, I have this question regarding this case. Uh, midnight, you're like, ah, I better figure this shit out. Yeah, there's so many disadvantages to working at night. But it is what it is, so. Yeah, that's why my wife and I were talking, you know, with the possibility of me becoming an FTO, having to go to a different district, possibly a different shift. Which shift would I go to? And right. uh, I, I, if I have the option, I'm going to probably leave midnights. Either I way, think, this is I think either way should, at the, like at the end said. of the shift, FTO or no FTO. I'm I, I got to at least take a year away from it. Yeah, because I feel like crap. Uh, right. No. But I, I'm even considering going day shift, which to me is like if you had told me that I was considering day shift like. A year and a half ago, I'd have thrown up in my mouth. I love day shift. The work There's too many. Well, too on many ours, people. it's too so, many people. Seven a.m. The, the traffic sucks. I've, and by us, 
I mean, you're a big city, but we've got Chicago right next door, and our oh, yeah. streets are packed, and we got the airport. Yeah. So our our rush hour is insane. Morning, you get both rush hours when you're on day shift. Yeah. You get morning and evening rush hour. I think the only way I, I would do day shift is if I go FTO, because I know I'll be stuck doing report writing with the recruit afterwards or doing a DOR, and then... You know, by the time you're done with that, usually the evening commute is kind of subsided yeah. a little bit. Yeah. What what would your day shift hours be? Uh, they would be six thirty to four thirty. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're getting off right at rush hour. Yeah, it's like in, if unless you get off right on time. <laughs> yeah. You're sitting in it, and I did it because I, I my uh, my primary FTO was a day shift one, so I did F. Like my first phase of my final uh, plain clothes phase in on, on day shift, and because I had been through an FTO program before, I usually left on time. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, it, even then, I just lived on the south end of the city, and it still would take me normally what's supposed to be like a ten fifteen minute drive. It would take me at least you know thirty forty five minutes. And now right. I live an hour outside of the city. <laughs> Right. I got friends that live in the city, like, and it takes them an hour and 10 to get home or to get to work. And uh, I'm like, no. Yeah. No, That's how I was no talking things. to a guy today because our kids do the uh, martial arts together. And he's a day shift FTO. And he was telling me, he goes, yeah, he goes, isn't the morning hour, hour 10, maybe? Because, but in the evening, it's hour 20, hour 30. Pretty regularly, unless you are there doing overtime stuff. That's why at least our shift, you know, when I was on eight hours, our day shift was seven to three, which was awesome because you get home. Oh, yeah. And now we're at seven to seven. So I miss rush hour. So yeah. I'm, I'm coming in towards the city at the end of rush hour where people are going towards me. Yeah. So I'm always going in the opposite direction on nights. So yeah. that's a good thing. Same here. It's, I, I sit there, I look at it, I'm like, that looks awful. That I do not want to sit in awful. that. So I, I have just a few news stories that I just wanted to touch on, if that's okay. okay. You don't mind that? And here's Mike with the news. Back to you, fuckers. It's like, <laughs> you know what that's from? Ron, I have to fire you. <laughs> no, that's... Oh, no, This you're talking about Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty, yeah. All right, so... Any when news I... movie, I think of Anchorman. I know. But Go when I saw fuck that, yourself, San Diego. <gasps> he had no idea what he doop, had doop, just doop. said. Good show, everybody. Good show. <laughs> Ron, Having I have worked, to fire you. I have to fire you. <laughs> you. <laughs> Ping <laughs> pow pow. <laughs> uh, one of the best movies ever. So the first story comes from law enforcement today. Gun controlled Chicago suspect out on bail for murder. Caught with a gun a second time while out on bond. What? what? A 38-year-old man who was out on bond for a murder charge. How does that happen, first of all? Yeah, I was going to say, first of all. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, was arrested this past June the prison. for allegedly being in possession of a firearm. Allegedly. He was fucking, he had a firearm. Surprisingly. asshole. The suspect was released on bond again for the gun charge. 
If you're not watching us on YouTube, that's a mistake. But Brandon just pretty much buried his head into the microphone. He's in front of him. Hey, hey, Mike. Yes, yes, Brandon. Um, do you guys like elect judges or? Yes, they are elected. Huh. So all of you in that particular area, you you did this yourself. I don't just vote. Like it, I don't live like in it, Cook County. Just in, like in my area, I didn't say you specifically, Mike. It's the people in that area. You're, you're doing this to yourself. Not me, because I don't. I don't vote in Cook County. Well, yeah, I, I, I know, Mike. I said not you specifically. Yeah. The, all the Jeez, lovely people. Not in me. Cook County. No. Yeah, not me. I do it. So here's I want to here's a, here's the incident in which he was charged for murder. On December 26th of 2017. The day after Christmas. Son of a bitch. He was arrested for the murder of 28-year-old Tommy Jones. Old Tommy J. TJ. And for the non-fatal shooting of a 26-year-old woman back in October that year. So for murder and attempted murder. Cool. Yeah. So here's what he did. Allegedly. Walked up to the victims and opened fire, shooting Jones in the head and back multiple times and shooting the woman in her back, which she survived and later recovered from the shooting. Well, good for her. I'm sure there won't be any emotional trauma. Right. Two days after being arrested and charged with first-degree murder and aggravated battery by discharge of a firearm in the case, a judge ordered Davidson to be held without bail. However... To, to say he's sorry. In August of 2020, a judge reduced Davidson's bail to $300,000 slash 10%, and Davidson was later released after posting $30,000 deposit bond. And then on June 1st, he was pulled over in a traffic stop. When was he released on bond? That would be mm-hmm, August 2020. August. And then he was pulled over? June 1st of 2021. Still, his case wasn't dispoed yet. Okay. So he didn't get he caught for a while. Pulled over, open alcohol, and a firearm. Hmm. So, Because those two things go well together. Yeah, that's one story. Thought that was uh, interesting. That's what's going on in our area, just so you know. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to say that it's different here, but it's not. Because we don't even make them postpone. We're just like, nah, you promise you come back? Okay, you can go. Right. I did have this story about Minneapolis or Minnesota not prosecuting offenders for spitting on cops unless it hits their hands or face. That's a felony, but they're going to be refusing to prosecute any of it unless it hits hands or face. And you had mentioned in our pre-show, which crime yeah. aren't you prosecuting anymore? Stand alone, resisting, obstructing, delaying an officer. So essentially, we can be investigating a crime. Uh, somebody can, who is t- legally detained can fight us and if it's showed that they're not like they're they're innocent of whatever crime we were investigating but we're still going to charge them with the uh, resisting. resisting or obstructing delaying charge uh, it's not getting prosecuted anymore it okay. ha- there has to be some other crime associated for the district attorney to take that case they so, must be friends with the cook county state's attorneys yeah they're all they're all dumb they're all stupid like i know they have some pretty high level degrees and are legal experts. Um, okay. But they're stupid. They're just dumb. 
That's the only explanation I can fathom. It's the political pressure that's put on them, in my opinion. See, in my in my opinion, it's wanting so at the associate holy shit, there is like a mariachi band across the street. That's awesome. I can hear it through my headphones. Oh, um, unfortunately. Really? I can't You're not picking it. up oh, it's really cool. Wait, wait, wait. Um, be quiet, be quiet. Yep. Nope. Can't hear it. Really? Nothing? Cool. I'm about um let's see here. I'm gonna be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> My wife just sent me a text. She goes, good Lord, there's a fiesta going on behind our house. <laughs> That's awesome. Go over and get some tacos. I am. If they have tacos or something, like, I'm I'm down. Like, if you want to have a party, that's fine. Just invite me and I won't be a dick. Right. I'll, I'll drink tequila with anybody. Uh, anyways, what the hell was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I think at the, like, ADA level, the, like, associate district attorneys that actually go to court. Yeah. They're judged by their conviction rate. So I understand them not wanting to take cases that aren't like winners. So I like I, I understand it when your job's on the line, your job's on the line. You do what you got to do. Um, but the actual like district attorney level, the actual political level, I think right. it's a cowardly attempt by all of them to further their own political career. Oh yeah, I agree. And not so much external pressure. Like I know that the district attorney in the county I work in would just cream his pants if he could charge a cop with a serious violent felony for a righteous use of force. So would Kim Fox of Cook County. So so I'm trying to not be that guy, but... No, be that guy, because it's true. I don't want to be the guy that gets charged, Mike. No, no, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I thought you might... You don't want to be the guy that's blaming them for being that way. Oh, but... no, I'll blame yeah, them. Yeah. I, 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 And it's not blame. It's It's called accountability. Correct. And it's something that top to bottom we're lacking in this country nobody is held accountable yeah like our own military <laughs> leaders that aren't being held accountable for launching a drone strike that killed innocent 10 people. innocent people including seven children yeah and then the Where's president the outcry? comes out and says we got an isis k target no no z- zero target was hit it was yeah no i yeah well, I have one other story that's not that's very serious. Okay, let's go serious. Super serial. F- Florida deputy critical after being shot in the face after a traffic stop. Jesus. Suspect sought. So the deputy is identified as Joshua Moyers, 29 years old, Nassau County, Florida. 29-year-old uh, deputy is in critical condition after suffering a bullet wound to his face and his back. So he did a traffic stop at 2.30 in the morning on a Chrysler minivan right near railroad tracks. And this is important. The railroad tracks come into play. Uh, The driver next to a female passenger did not have a license and gave the deputy a false name. Moyers went back to his patrol vehicle, ran the name. It didn't match. He went back to the minivan, asked the driver whether he had any weapons and to get out of the vehicle. At about the same time, a train was approaching, and the railroad Uh crossing arms were flashing and ringing. The shooting occurred seconds later, the sheriff said. The driver's arm came out of the vehicle with a handgun and shot the deputy. As the deputy fell down, the driver reached out and shot him in the back. And just prior to the arms of the railroad crossing coming down, he sped off. Just before the guards came down, he got through. 
and the entire incident was caught on the deputy's body cam. The second deputy showed up, and then they ended up trying to find this guy. They found the van. They found the female passenger. She was hiding in a barn, but she wanted no part of she didn't have anything to do with it. She wanted no part of it, so she escaped from this guy. But this guy's still on the run. His name is Patrick Rene McDowell of Jacksonville. Hmm? Do we have descriptors? Yeah, well, he's a male white. Uh, I'll show a picture of him up on the YouTube. The interesting thing about this guy, McDowell, is he's a Marine. So they found a rifle abandoned in the area, and they also found a uh, he shot a canine. Jeez. He's expected to survive, but they did find a rifle where the canine was shot. Uh, the department, the Florida Department of Corrections, states that McDowell was sentenced on May 24th to a year and six months of probation on a forgery charge, and was under drug offender probation. Huh. Uh, also has a. Previous arrest on charges of giving a false name to law enforcement, aggravated possession of stolen firearms. And like I said, he has military training. He was in the Marine Corps from 2005 to 2009, and he's an active participator in shooting competitions. All right. So well, if anybody out they're there. Hunting a f- they're hunting a professional. He is described as a six foot one inch, one hundred and eighty pound male white with balding brown hair, blue eyes, and wide holes in his ears. So he must have those fucking. Oh, so he's got gauges. like the gauges. Anyone with information is asked to contact the sheriff's office at nine zero four five four eight four thousand or call nine one one. So I just wanted to get that out there. If there's anyone in Florida listening, my brother is. Uh, if you come across this person. If you see him, don't approach him, just call. Yes. So. And keep a long eye on this douche canoe. Yes. So this week, in our Fallen Officer segment, we have 11 officers. And the breakdown uh, this year, or this week, 11 more, Brandon. And two canines. I'm going to bring up the list. I'm just checking to see if one was added before, you know, at the end of where I uh, left off. What's today's date? Today when we're recording is the 25th. Luke Gross is the last one I have. Yes. Okay. And he was the last one on my list. So, yeah. We'll go over this now. First up, police officer... Michelle Gattay of the Georgetown Police Department in Texas. Her end of watch was Thursday, September 16th, from COVID-19. She was an Air Force veteran, Brandon. She joined the Georgetown Police Department as an intern before attending the, the academy. She's survived by her mother, sister, two brothers, six nieces, and nephews. She's 44 years old, and she did nine months on the job and was a military veteran. Air Force. Right up your alley there, buddy. 
Lieutenant Ernest Oldham of the Plano Police Department in Texas, end of watch, September 16th, 2021, cause COVID-19. He had served the Plano Police Department for 34 years, survived by his wife and twin children. He's 57 years old. Captain David Edwin McAlpine of the new Hanover County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina. End of watch, September 17th. Cause was COVID-19. He had served with the new Hanover County Sheriff's Office for 30 years. He is survived by his wife, son, two daughters, two granddaughters, and his mother. He was 53 years old. Police Officer Carl Proper, Kings Mountain Police Department in North Carolina. End of watch Friday, September 17th, 2021, COVID-19. Officer Proper had served with the Kings Mountain Police Department for three years. He had served in law enforcement for 16 years. Officer Proper survived by his wife and three children, 39 years old. Lieutenant John Stewart of the Lake City Police Department in South Carolina. End of watch Friday, September 17th, 2021. He was killed in a vehicle pursuit. The subject involved in the initial pursuit with Lake City police officers then carjacked another vehicle. He was taken into custody following the other pursuit involving members of the Florence County Sheriff's Office. Lieutenant Stewart was a United States Marine veteran. He had served with the Lake City Police Department for 13 years. He had served in law enforcement altogether for over 21 years. Lieutenant Stewart is survived by his two sons and seven siblings. He was 48 years old. Sergeant Richard John Frankie of the Fort Bend Independent School District Police Department in Texas. End of watch, September 17th, 2021, COVID-19. Sergeant Frankie had served with the Fort Bend Independent School District Police Department for over three years. He had previously served with the Houston Independent School District Police for over 24 years. He is survived by his sister, 50 years old. Trooper Brian Pingree, Florida Highway Patrol, end of watch September 18th from COVID-19. Trooper Pingree had served with the Florida Highway Patrol, Troop F, for seven years. He is survived by his wife and two children, 60 years old. Lieutenant Brandy Stock of the Brooklet Police Department in Georgia. End of watch, Sunday, September 19th, 2021, from COVID-19. Lieutenant Stock was a United States Army veteran. She had served with the Brook Brooklet Police Department for three years. Lieutenant Stock had served as a law enforcement officer for over 12 years combined. 
She is survived by her husband. She is 37 years old. Senior Police Officer William Jeffrey of the Houston Police Department. End of watch Monday, September 20th, 2021 from Gunfire. He and other officers had gone to an apartment to serve an arrest warrant as part of a high-level narcotics case. They made contact with a female subject who answered the door. As they spoke to her, the shipbag wanted man emerged and opened fire without warning, striking Officer Jeffrey and another officer. Officers were able to return fire and kill the piece of shit. 30 years and 9 months of service. 54 years young. Police Officer Joseph J. Currer of the Fond du Lac Police Department in Wisconsin. End of watch September 22nd, 2021 from COVID-19. Officer Currer was a United States Army veteran. He had served with the Fond du Lac Police Department for three years. He is survived by his wife, two children, parents, and a sister. 26 years old. Deputy Sheriff Luke Gross of the Hancock County Sheriff's Office in Maine. Is Maine M-E? That's M-A. What's M-E? I think... No, M-A is Massachusetts, right? What's M-E? I don't know. Okay. I'm an idiot. I think it's Maine. He was struck by a vehicle. Deputy Gross had served with the Hancock County Sheriff's Office for 18 years. He was investigating a crash on Route 3 at about 4 a.m. when he was struck and killed by a vehicle. He is survived by his wife, son, and daughter. They do not list his age. His main. It's main. I was right the first time. Never doubt your first guess. And then we have two canine officers. Oh. It looks like, yeah, two, yeah, two canine two. officers. We have so canine. First, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I do canines. I know. Thank I'm you sorry. very much. First is canine Kyra from the Ford County Sheriff's Office in Kansas. Kyra died a short time after she and her handler were involved in a vehicle pursuit and apprehension that had entered Ford County. Kyra started showing signs of distress immediately after the incident and was taken to a local veterinary clinic where she died. Kyra had served with the Ford County Sheriff's Office for eight years. And her end of watch is September 6th, 2021. And this one just sucks. K-9 Tito of the, uh, I'm going to butcher this one. Eufaula Police Department in Oklahoma. His end of watch was September 15th, 2021, and Tito died in his handler's patrol car after the air conditioning malfunctioned. His handler had left him in the patrol car with the air conditioning on in order to set up training scenarios. When he returned to the patrol car to retrieve Tito, he discovered that the air conditioning was blowing hot air into the car. Tito was rushed to a veterinary hospital, but his condition deteriorated and he had to be humanely euthanized. Something that people, I don't think, uh, realize, these canine cars, they have in the back windows 
these air conditioning units um, that blow cold air into the canine compartment so that the dogs, you know, are not going to overheat, you know, and suffer what what this poor guy did. Um, unfortunately, though, it's man-made, so eventually it, it's going to break. And I can't imagine what that uh, what that handler's going through right now. Oh, my God. That's got to be bad. We have a hero of the week who was actually a victim, one of our officers down on our last show. He's this week's hero of the week. Would you like to know Sweet. how? Please tell me more, Mike. Donated kidney from slain Missouri officer goes to another cop. Although the two that? officers never met, they will forever be connected. Springfield, Missouri. Even after his death, a Missouri police officer has helped a fellow officer in a time of need. Independence officer Blaze Madrid Evans, 22 years old, graduated from the police academy just two months ago and was fatally shot by a suspect on Wednesday. The suspect also died in the shootout. Madrid Evans was an organ donor and Springfield officer Mark Preby needed a new kidney. Preby was paralyzed after being intentionally struck by a vehicle in June of 2020. His kidneys began to fail in June this year and he began dialysis in July. Preby's family learned on Friday that they were a match and the transplant was performed Saturday in St. Louis. Preby said he is forever grateful to Madrid Evans, though he noted that it is difficult to comprehend, quote, why I am allowed to continue to live, and this young, brand-new officer had to pay the ultimate sacrifice. I hope that I can honor him and his family by the way I live my life. And I'm about to cry. Independence officer Blaze Madrid Evans is our hero this week after being on our memorial wall last week. That is an unbelievable, fantastic story. Be an organ donor. That's Never right. Sign that card or whatever you need to do. My instructions are to give out every part of my body that isn't broken when I die, which might not be much by the time I get there, but it's going to say so, so like an ear, <laughs> maybe if it helps somebody, <laughs> maybe an ear will be left, but then I'm to be cremated and my ashes spread in every ballpark that my wife and I have visited over our 37 years together so far. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. How many ballparks is that? Oh God. The ones we didn't get to before it closed was Yankee stadium and, uh, Tiger Stadium. But I don't know. I think we're at like 16 or 17, somewhere around there. Nice. Yeah. So almost half. It's not bad. I wanted to go to Arlington. It was brand new 20 yeah, years ago. And then, <laughs> now they took it. To, they got another new park. I'm like, what's Texas doing? Now they get another new park. I want to know how they got the money for it. I know. And the new one, I think, because the Sox just played there. Mm-hmm. It only seats like 45,000 people, and it's got yeah. a roof. and all this. It's, I guess, much nicer because the ballpark Arlington was really big and outdoors, yeah. and it's really hot there. So apparently this my, takes uh, care of that problem. What, one of my players made his uh, Major League debut in that stadium. In the ballpark at Arlington or the new one? The, the new one. Oh, yeah, cool. Last year, last year during COVID. 
Really? Yeah, when no yeah. one was there to see it. No one was there to see it. So that's why it was a huge deal yeah. when he came back up this year and started down in Anaheim. I'm oh, good. Bummed I wasn't able to get down there. That's awesome. The White Sox uh, crew that does the games, they were the first road team announcers to be allowed in the park this year. Down that's in Texas. awesome. Yeah, so they actually got to call the games from being there because they've been, you know, doing it remotely. Yeah, doing them remote. So uh, on to the woodworking segment. What's going on with you, Brandon, with the shop? Shop talk. <laughs> As he lifts his <laughs> finger up to the camera. Slowly That's why you have to watch the show. <laughs> yeah, you, you miss my mannerisms if you don't watch it. Um, there's not much, man. Um I am going to try, I'm going to give this thing like a little bit of time, probably till next weekend to um, really try to operate stuff. I was able to finish the last of the tumbler orders. Yeah, that's great. So those actually, the uh, the big nine order or the big nine tumbler order just went out this morning. Okay. So that's all caught up. Um, yeah, I, I still have to do the bookcase for my neighbors. Uh, that's postponed indefinitely. Yeah. Can you do like a JPP that would be Juan Pierre Paul for people that don't know and put the big club on your hand so you don't I mean I touching anything? I could I'm gonna figure out a way to do it. I'm just gonna I wanna give it some time to heal just so that from a pain management yeah. kind of way that it's gonna be a little bit more okay. Because there's been a couple of times I've tried to move even light things. Oh. and it's just oh man, it sucks. So I'm like, nah, no, nah, well don't uh, I'm gonna try I think next week I'm going to try like um, to throw together a cutting board. Okay. And then a, a charcuterie board real quick. See if I can do that stuff. Um, flags are going to be tough because it takes two hands to lift. Yeah. So, but I don't have any pending. I do have, I didn't, like the day, the day I broke it, I was talking to a guy I used to work with in the military that wanted a, a charging station for like two laptops and a couple of iPads and a, like a Kindle an e-reader. So I kind of sketched something out real quick, sent it off to him. He's like, yeah, do that. I was like, cool. I'll go get the lumber this weekend. Two hours later. Uh, so he, he's been super understanding. He, most of the people that order for me will tell me like, Hey, there's no rush. Right. But I still try to get it done because I don't like get hanging kind of over my head. Right. Like I'm a bad feel like a bad person that way <laughs> if it if it sits there too long. So I just saw the neighbor today. I was like, hey, it might take a little bit to get your bookcase done. And I sent him a message like, hey, it's going to take a little bit to get your uh, get your charging station done because I'm not real sure how much I can I can do. Um, right. Tumblers are easy. I, it's computer work mainly. So, yeah. I, now that you have it down pat with your laser, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, so I, I'm actually thinking about uh, running a little bit of a sale on my Etsy page where uh, maybe knock like 10% off the tumblers or something like that. What was that? 10% off? Maybe 10%. Who knows? Awesome. I'm Very cool. I'm try to try to get some sales going because I've yet to make a sale So when I order one, I should order it through Etsy? Yeah. You know, yeah, they make me pay taxes. Can I just send you the money like... PayPal it right to you. However you want. You were adamant before. You wanted to go through Etsy. If I told you. Well, just I just want you to. I want to be it. your first Etsy sale. You can be my first Etsy sale if you want. I have listings up there. So, 
All right, cool. Also, that's, that's for those fun. of you that are li- that are listening to the show, little little secret for you yeah. that the rest of the normies don't know. If you go to my shop and you favorite something, you get sent a coupon for 10% off. And when you do purchase and when you use that 10% off coupon. Wait, you cut yeah. out. You cut out. Oh, no. Oh, no. You, you got really quiet and I didn't hear what you said. Okay. For people so, that are listening but not watching. For those of you that go to the go to the Etsy store and favorite something, you just favorite, you're going to get an email. And that email is going to be a 10% off coupon code. Woohoo! And then when you use that coupon code and you buy something from my shop, you get another one. Boom, that just happened. For reals. So. Nice. Go to the Etsy store, favorite some things, get yourself the coupon, take 10% off of it, get another 10% coupon when you order it. Very cool. So that's pretty much all I have going on. I'm going to try, I might fiddle around with some stuff. I kind of want to toy around with the laser and engraving on glass. So. I want to do I some cricket cool. stuff on glass too. Yeah, I, I might I might play with the cricket a little bit too, but that's my wife primarily messes with that stuff. Right. I've used it here and there, but I think that's going to be more her deal than mine. And then uh, we actually, you know, some people go antiquing or yard sailing. It's we okay go good if we do. You you can say that you do. No, it's okay. I go goodwilling. So I go, I go good to goodwilling. Willing. I'm gonna so, start. I give all my shit. Amvets, American veterans. So, yeah, but I'm gonna start we, looking at Goodwill. Yeah, we we do Amvets too. Okay, um, or uh, disabled American veterans. We those are two of our uh, favorite places to donate. Um, but we have a Goodwill store in our town, so we we're just kind of poking through there. Uh, especially when we first got the laser to try to find like really cheap tumblers to screw up, basically. <laughs> yeah. So we were going through there and found. These two, I don't know if they're end tables or if they're nightstands, uh, but they're really old and they're in like they're in decent shape. So uh, we recently found was it the uh, furniture flipping teacher on YouTube and on Instagram. Furniture flipping teacher. Yeah. So apparently she's a kindergarten teacher that does furniture flipping too. I don't know if she still teaches because apparently she paid off her student loan debt furniture flipping. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean. Oh, I just got student loan debt. Let's do that. If you have a truck <laughs> or an SUV in your case, yeah, you could pick up a bunch of furniture. Yeah, so that's we saw these two entails and we're like, well, this would be pretty simple to do. So we, we brought them back to the house and cool. she started at, and he started sanding and then she's got one coat of paint on one of the tables. Is she so brushing it on? Yes. Or spraying it? Okay, I still think she should have sprayed it because we have the sprayer, but, you know. She wanted to hand brush it, so... Yeah, that's cool. I went so I went out and got the paint for her and what kind of paint? Kind of, uh it's Rustoleum chalked. Okay. And it's in charcoal. It, it it's kind of a cool look. Kind of a modern modern looking paint if that makes sense. Like it's super matted. And then we're going to get some hairpin legs to throw on there and they're going to cool. look. I think they're going to look pretty cool. So That's neat. You should be able to turn a little profit on that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, each one was like 10 bucks. Like they they were they were in great shape. Cool. So, I also saw like a like a forty six inch TV that was like sixty bucks. You bought one? No, I saw it. I don't need. Oh. I don't need another TV. I got like a 
you know, 50 something inch in, in here. But I saw that. I was like, man, that's, that's a really good deal. Cause it was like a Vizio. Okay. I did, however, get a 10 foot by 10 foot canopy for 50 bucks. Like the one I destroyed? <laughs> yeah, like the one you broke. So if you need one, I now have two. Can you you have two? Yeah. So we had one before. All right. But we we always seem like we need another one. I'll send you one. It's broken, Mike. <laughs> You're going to fix you, it? When you get the new one from Amazon, just send it to me. All right. Hopefully I don't have to ship this SOB back. <laughs> so Amazon does say I actually had to send... A um, was it like a textbook that for our homeschooling thing that our uh, curriculum was sold out because I guess a lot of people are doing homeschooling now because they don't trust the schools are going to stay open. Nice. So we had to order it off of Amazon just to get it here. So we returned it because our actual order finally came in, and Amazon was just like, "Yeah, just take it to the UPS store. Don't package it up. Just yeah, show them this little yeah. QR code. They'll scan it, and then they throw it in like a bin. Yeah, we and go the to whole bin goes back." Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it'll be something like that. You don't got to worry about shipping. Maybe. And they pay for it. All you got to do is just, like, slap the label on there. Maybe. We'll see. So. So I got some. I actually have a question. I have a question for you real quick, because you do some shipping stuff, right? I do a lot of shipping stuff. So where do you get your boxes? Like, where do you get all the, the shipping boxes, your shipping supplies? Yeah, so my wife, who's in a freight forwarding business for 30 three years she found uline because i was trying to make boxes out of amazon boxes yeah that's what i did like all last year with flags yeah right for all my flags so she found a small set of boxes that has numerous perforations in it so you can do different sizes okay and i used that size for my small flags and then she actually bought just large cardboard uh, that isn't perforated from Uline. And then it's not very thick. So I can, I can draw where I want to bend it. And then I'll put a, I have a four foot level like everybody else. And I'll put a level yeah. across there and I'll just bend it up on the level. And I'll wrap it that way, the big flags. I, and it, it's turned out pretty well, actually. So I, yeah, I can get that information for you. Okay. Yeah. Usually for the, for the my full size flags, like I'll I'll grab like a large or extra large box from Home Depot, and then I cut one of the corners, fold it all up in there, and trim off some of the excess, and that that's worked out fine. I'm just trying to find a more economic way because that's usually what I do is I'll recycle Amazon boxes. Right, I but do that these, as much as possible. But with these tumblers, like they're kind of yeah, you small. have to. Well, my bottle openers, I have to make a box for it, so I take scrap wood because. Mind you, my bottle opener has an opener on it, right? Yeah. So when you go to, if you go to make a box, it's like on an angle. Mm-hmm. So I'll put a three-quarter inch piece of hardwood at one end so it levels off the top. And then I take that, the thin boxes that she bought, the large ones, and I, I just make a box out of that. And then I um, stand it up and I trace the bottom because it's a different shape. It's kind of like a... Uh, hexagon at the once it's all wrapped up. Okay. Yeah. And then I put that stand it up on the cardboard, pencil it, I cut it out, and I tape it on, and I have a nice box. Yes, I've got a nice box. <laughs> yeah. So I've been trying to figure out like different, like 
an economic way to get boxes and stuff because I just don't. Yeah, try Uline. Uh, okay. And I got a bunch that. of their tape, too, and a tape gun from them. Nice. So I, I have some interesting news. All right, what do you I, got going on? I'm not in the shop. Well, I'm in the shop now, but I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not working in the shop. But I, uh, I had someone reach out to me yesterday on uh, Instagram, and it is Josh from 22 Steps. And he's, his shop is currently closed because he's, he's, mo- he's moved and he had to close the shop. So he built a table for a client that lives in Louisville, and it's a farmhouse table. And it, it cracked big time. So he sent me the pictures of it. It's, the top is 36 inches wide by 60 inches long. Wow, and it's it, a big table. It, it, yeah, it's big. It cracked. So he asked if I was the first person he asked before he started giving them the customer names. He asked if I was interested before. And I, I felt honored that he would ask me first. Yeah. So I wanted to thank him for sending this client my way. So she reached out to me. She asked if I was interested. And I told her I'm about, it won't be till mid or late November. Because once I'm back working in the shop, I got to do all these flags. Yeah. So, and she's like, all right, that's, you know, no worries. Uh, she's going to take more pictures of it for me so I can see how he attached it. I don't know if he used Z clips or whatever. So that's one thing that came today. I was, since I'm not able to work in the shop, I was sitting down here yesterday and today and just, I ordered a new computer for our podcast and to do the video editing and all that kind of stuff. And I have a couple hard drives, and one of them's corrupted, so I'm trying to move stuff off that hard drive so then I can reformat it. I'm hoping that if after I reformat it, then I have a three-terabyte hard drive, that's okay. Yeah. But every time I go to move something, I move two files, and it freezes, and then i got to <laughs> unplug it, force eject it. and then, So I've been doing that in the shop. And then uh, I had a company called Deco, D-E-K-O. I think it's Deco, not Deco. And they asked if I would be interested in trying out a number of different tools. They liked my profile on Instagram or whatever. And they sent me a list of stuff that I could pick. Welder, like an arc welder, brushless drill, uh, 18-volt brushless drill. It's compact, so it's a little bit shorter than the uh, Ryobi drill I have. Uh, Tool set. Something else I can't use. So I said, why, yes, I would. And what we're going to do is I have an affiliate program. And as soon as I get the drill, I'm going to test it. I got a bunch of stuff going on that I'll be able to use it on. I just have to post, you know, on my page. Anything I want, they said. And uh, just talk about their their uh, DIY market and intro to people that are starting out DIYing and uh, what their core values are. And then we started an affiliate program. So anybody that orders something from my page, I have a 10% off coupon that I'll be offering with, I think it's the coupons in my name actually. And then uh, I'll have an affiliate program where I'll get 5% of anything I sell on my, through my Instagram page. So that's my first affiliate program I'm kind of excited about. Well, congratulations, buddy. Good for you. Thanks, buddy. Maybe you want to buy a drink. <laughs> 
I don't know whose dick I gotta suck to get a fucking affiliate. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna use the drill. God damn it! Wearing my rock rooster boots and my uh, base camp mask, all at the same time, and we're Seriously, listening to my any, ISO. Any tunes. of you people listening out there that sell shit, hey, <laughs> I'll hawk your shit. Yeah, I'll tell people it's great, unless it sucks. Then I'll tell people it's maybe not great, but like I won't say it sucks. So check them out, Deco, D-E-K-O Tools.com. D-E-K-O. Deco and they tools. also are on Instagram, of course. Yeah, let me do it right now. Let's see what happens. I'd be really pissed if I already follow them. <laughs> I, you know what's funny is I'd seen a bunch of my buddies with these drills and, and these tool sets from Deco, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks pretty good. And then I got an email from them. So that's I'm awesome. Like, cool. So I think that's that probably it nice. for shop stuff because, you know what? Because we're broken. <laughs> Did you say it looks broken? No, I said because we're broken. Oh, we're that's, broken. No, that, that tool set looks nice, though. Yeah, you know what? The guy who ran, so I'm getting the shop all hardwired for this um, with uh, Ethernet cable. Yeah. So a friend of mine came over today. Yeah. And he could have used a compact drill because when he was trying to get the drill up, under the floor, it, he couldn't use a Forstner bit or a, a spade bit to drill a hole because the oh, drill was too big. Too big. He could have used this Deco one if he, is if it, he had is it. Is it 18 volt or 20 volt? Oh, let me see. What mm. I'm seeing is like 20 volt max. It might be the 28 volt. No, no, 20 volt. 20. Yeah. Yeah, it's brushless. Ooh. And it's lightweight, too. How so, do you know? You don't even have it yet. Because I, I did some, um, what do you call it, investigating? Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's two-speed, 20-volt brushless drill. And it's got uh, two speeds and 18 plus one torque settings. So it's a three-eighths inch uh, keyless chuck. So looking forward to getting that, and uh, I'll let you know exactly how it works because I got a whole bunch of stuff I'll be using it for. If anybody would like to send me free tools... <laughs> Full house woodworking. What's your email, accept. Brandon? Put it out there. I'm not going to put out my personal email. I'm going to get spam from these degenerates no, that listen to us. No, your Full House Woodworking email, don't you have one? No. That would be your first mistake. Yeah, I'm going to have Because you do put that. the make on Gmail, Full House Woodworking at gmail.com, and put it in the link in your bio, and you'll start getting these emails. All right. All right. I guess I'm going to do Well, I already have the. Um, do you have a link tree? No. Do that too. I don't know. Okay. Look up link so tree, gotta, hook up your so Etsy gotta, shop. So I got to do a link tree with my email. And do email, yeah. And the Etsy. So I can't do, I can't just list the email in my bio as well as my Etsy link? Yeah. No, you can, I'm, I'm going to my bio now, so. I'm going to play with that tonight. Yeah. On I'm going to, I got time on my hands. You got to, you're not working. <laughs> yeah. So in my um, link tree, I've got my Facebook, my Etsy, and my, my YouTube. And then somewhere I had my email on there somewhere. Oh, under your profile, it says okay. edit profile, add tools, insights, add shop, email. And I, I'm going to add a shop on my Instagram. Have you added a shop yet? I haven't yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of toy with that. Right, I, I do that does as that well. just go, does that just link to like Etsy or does it? 
Is no, it its you, own separate It's your thing? own Instagram shop where you oh, can put shit. your products and stuff on it. Yeah. So anyways. Well, hell. Exciting stuff happening in the uh, Midnight Maker shop, which should be rebranded probably by the time I go back to work. My daughter has finished all the high-resolution images stuff for me, and I was hoping to get the website up before I do the rebranding, but I spoke to someone who does websites, and it's an additional like 350 bucks to have her build the website for it's, me. It's mucho dinero. Yeah, so I'm just going to do it myself. We'll see what happens. Good but, decision. Yeah. So that's all I got, man. How Mike, do we have a question this week? We do have a question this week. Guess who it's from? Uh, Dave Franklin. Oh, man. How'd you know? I'm just psychic. It is from not only David Franklin. It's from our super fan. Super fan. Friend of the show. Super fan. <laughs> David Franklin. Of 516 Woodworks. What's David want to know this week? Um, I'm going to let you know right now. Hopefully you can hear it. <laughs> I'm not hopeful. What's up, guys? David from 516 Woodworks. Coming at you with another question. I'm on my way into work this afternoon. Nice little half shift. I'm about to go get me some of that Lord's Chicken from uh, Chick-fil-A. Had a quick question for you guys. So this past weekend, I was finishing up uh, four orders for some of those wall-hanging booty racks. I've been building a lot of those lately. Wanted to see what you guys have as far as tips or techniques for batching out um, large orders, especially for things that large. I mean, they're probably uh, uh, 35 inches in length and I want to say 22 inches in height. So definitely got a lot of material that gets cut and put together with dados and screws and stuff. So what is your best tips and techniques for batching out things like that with especially with repeat cuts and making sure things that are made for one rack get stayed with that so I'm not swapping pieces of wood over and they're being mixed and matched with two different racks. Look forward to hear your answer for this question. Stay safe out there this week. So you heard it and then it went away and then you heard it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what you were doing. I I but, shut like, off. You my, reached over and did something. Yeah, and I could hear it. I shut my and mic then, off when there's a question going on, so I don't make noise in the shop. I bet you it's tied to your. And mic. apparently, it's it's on the other side of the board. I don't but care. Apparently, it's tied to your mic. If I mute my mic, now you, you can't hear it, and which we means it solved the mystery. We solved the mystery. So it wasn't the equipment. It was Mike. <laughs> it's user error once again. <laughs> In today's episode of Mike and Technology. I swear to God, man, I'm not that bad with technology unless you're around. <laughs> I was going to say, your, your actions prove otherwise, my man. <laughs> I guess. So batching stuff out. Batching stuff out. How do you batch stuff out, Brandon? So Different size stuff, not just he, not just one thing. Yeah. So Okay, so when I make flags, and that's main, the main thing that I've had to batch out, Um. So I have I, I do my flags in three different pieces. I have my union, I have my short stripes, and my long stripes. They're all three are different dimensions. So what I'll do is I'll go through and the way my miter I have a, a portable miter saw state like stand that has two supports on it. It's the the wind the wind tools one. And I will essentially use those kind of supports as stop locks. 
So sliding it one way stops it at the short stripe length. Sliding it the other way stops it at the long stripe one. But I'll just batch, I'll just go through and cut all the short ones I need. I can usually get, you know, the way I do it, I can either get like four short stripes out of one, I think it's like an eight foot long, you know, one by two, or I can get like two long stripes out of the same piece. And then like, I have a scrap piece left over that I can use as like a backer. So uh, that, and that's usually what I'll do is I'll cut one size, get, once I get all those done for however many flags I'm doing, I set those off to the side all in one pile. I'll cut out all my long stripes, put those in one pile, and then I'll cut out my unions from the, uh, the one by 12s and then set those on a little pile. Then I'll go to each pile Take a union, my short stripes, my long stripes, then stack all those together and painter's tape. I'll painter's tape those together. I know that's one flag. And I just do that until I have all the okay. batches put out. And then I kind of, you know, I, I assemble as or put together as needed. I try to do kind of everything all at once. So if I got to do, if, if I'm doing torched ones, torch them all at the same time. Just for efficiency's sake, stain them all at the same time. Sometimes I'll even add like a post-it note to the painter's tape of like, hey, this one's red, white, and blue. This one's a blue line. This one is, you know, half blue, half red, or, you know, whatever, or just subdued. This one's got a, you know, Betsy Ross union with the 1776 in there. So painter's tape and and post-it notes can be your friend as far as like kind of keeping track of stuff. But I try to, when I batch stuff out, keep it all together. So I have all the pieces for one flag together or one you know hexagon shelf or one cutting board I have all that stuff together and that's that is kind of what helps keep me organized in it mike how do you batch stuff out well i have a miter station i i used to make my union separate like you do it's harder to engrave them that way for me on the cnc because I'd have to put a bigger piece of wood in there and then so I have something to clamp on. Right now I don't have the side clamps, which really hurt me, so I should just spend some time setting the CNC up for that. But so I, I do the thirteen stripes, not the different I don't have two different sizes of stripes and then, you know, a union, except I will for this five foot flag because the union itself is two feet long. Yeah, it's huge. It's gonna be a big one. So I, similar as you, or same as you, I, uh, I take my big 1x12s to the miter station first and cut them to length, the 37 inches, each one. Then to this uh, table saw and rip out, you know, all the one and a half inch stripes. And if I have smaller flags that have to come at the same time, I don't, I don't change my tools until all the big stuff is done. So it's just one setup, cut all the lengths, then cut all the stripes. And I don't use tape like you do, which is a good idea. I stack them into the 13 stripes and then make them in piles on my workbench or my assembly table so I know. And then I'll take them out to the garage and burn them, then bring them back in. And I turn each stripe up and label the number on it, what color it is, and what flag it's for and then put it back down. So I know that Brandon gets a blue line flag. This is white, black, white, black, white, blue, black, you know, 
But yeah. same thing as you set up the machines once, do all the cutting. Next machine, set it up once, do all the cutting. And it's actually saved me. Now I'm actually not doing like one flag at a time. I'll wait till I have five or six flags on order. Yeah. And then I. Well, and it makes you more on. consistent too. Because even if it's not exactly, you know, like 37 inches long, if it's like, say, 36 and 7 eighths, everything is 36 and 7 eighths. Right. Uh, before yeah. I had this miter saw stand, I, I basically set my miter saw on top of a little teeny tiny table, measured out, you know, 36 inches. Right. Jink. And then 36 inches. Yeah, and then I put the thing together and it'd be like, <laughs> right. everything would 16th be just off. or 32nd of an yeah. inch off. Yeah. And I had like a little job site table saw, like standalone. I didn't have any support on there. So I'm like, I'm not going to run this right. know, through that to try to square it up. I'm going to screw it up. It's, it's rustic. <laughs> yeah. So so I've noticed since I got the, um, the stand and everything, everything is a lot more uh, crisp, clear, and just consistent all the way around. One thing that I'm going to try to do now that I have the laser is I'm going to try laser engraving off some of the uh, stain to do my unions. So then maybe I can have a more customizable union. That would be pretty cool. So I've seen some people do it, especially with CO2 lasers. Okay. Um, and then I reached out to one of the uh, guys out here, Half Mast uh, Flag Company, Andre, he does a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's awesome. He's actually the one that did my uh, my banner. Yeah, I want to reach out to I him. I forgot and... to put up again. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to do my banner. Yeah. Um, so I reached out to him, and he does it with an, with an orator that he can actually actually engrave through um, oh. either paint or stain. So, I mean, and that's essentially what I'm doing with the tumblers is I'm just right. engraving... I'm just removing the powder coating on there, so it should yeah. be, even if I don't do stain, if I just paint it, then it might come out a little bit clearer, crisper, and stuff. So I'm, I'm going to do some, I might actually experiment with that uh, while I'm recovering. <laughs> yeah. This is such a wimpy injury, by the way, like... Well, I don't know what a bad injury is. I, I wouldn't say that's a wimpy injury, but... Well, no, Many, it, just the fact that it, it's a pinky finger, dude. It's a pinky. There's nothing macho about, I busted my pinky. No, but you did it at work at least fighting with somebody. Yeah, and I mean, the story, like, once you hear the story, you're like, dude, that's pretty awesome. So, like, you're like, yeah, I, I broke my finger. I was bowling once, and I got a bone bruise on my left leg, my plant leg. The, sh the tibia slammed into the fibia, right? So the so, individual bones slammed into each other? Yeah, you know, like your Holy thigh shit. bone. How and did your, you not break your leg? It tore the meniscus. And as soon as it happened, I thought, oh, that hurt. <laughs> oh, shit. And then I went back to, my, to throw my second ball, and I could barely slide on my leg, you know. And I said to my buddy, I don't know what I just did, but something, something hurts in my knee. <laughs> so then I played baseball and softball on it for, I don't know, two months sprinting and pounding and <laughs> I was in so much pain so finally when I went to go to the doctor the orthopedic uh, they did x-rays and an MRI and I had a bone bruise and what happens like someone just on the bears just got a bone bruise and I'm like oh that ain't good oh the quarterback what's his name redhead oh Red yeah Rifle. Um, Dalton Dalton he's a bone bruise and when I saw the injury I thought oh 
That looks familiar. That's what and I did. What happens is when those two bones I'm showing on YouTube slam together, there's a meniscus in there. Well, mine, it tore the meniscus. So it, the bone slammed down on the bottom bone. And then what happens is this bruise in the bone, when you, obviously when you walk, right, you're stepping on it. But what will happen is that bruise will die and break off in your leg. Hmm. So they had to drill holes in said bone through surgery to promote blood flow to the bruise, and then the blood would come up in between the joints and serve as kind of like a cushion. So oh, it was like a lubricant. My left knee's fucked, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So yeah, that sounds awful. The story was, I was off work for like eight months. Sheesh. And it was not a work-related injury, so I wasn't getting paid after a while because you do your use your sick time, then your emergency sick time. And you use your vacation and your personal days and your time due. Next thing you know, you're not getting paid for a few months. And people are like, why aren't you working? I'm like, I blew up I my knee. I can't stand up. And what? <laughs> How'd you do it? You're fighting somebody? Bowling. Yeah, bowling. So my wife's like, you need to tell people you're chasing somebody or something. Yeah. Not that you're bowling. They don't know. Yeah, but I'm so an honest guy. That, so That's interesting. Um, I hate sunflowers. I'm, I'm afraid of sunflowers, and I got hurt bowling. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting, because when I... So I, I went out on modified duty or light duty after I had my vasectomy. Obviously not work-related. I still got paid. I still, I mean, I showed up to work. I was just stuck in our officer of the day office. Oh, we can't do that. Same as, really? Yeah, if you're injured off work, there's no light duty. You have really? to use your sick time, and then when you run out, you run out. That sucks. Yeah, it's not good. So you need AFLAC. Or a supplemental yeah. insurance like that. Yeah. I still have the supplemental insurance in case, like, I go on full disability or something like that, and it lasts forever yeah. or forever, or it outlasts what I already have, just because that scares the shit out of me. Man. I've been meaning to write myself a policy because I am a licensed insurance producer in <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> so and you I keep did. up with all that certification. I do. Good for you, man. Yeah. I have many irons in the fire, Brandon. You should just retire. Like, if you're done, just re retire now. Medical out. No, I, I got to wait. And you'll be fine. till May. I, I would get the 65% now, yeah. But I'm going to yeah. be walking again soon, Um, I hope. <laughs> so I'm not going to jinx myself. Yeah. All right, let's wrap all this puppy sudden, up because it's been a long one. All of a sudden, one. you're going to start walking. And you're like, man, I really want to go bowling. No. <laughs> I, I bowled with my son a couple years ago. Because I was in the league for like 15 years. And all coppers is a pleats league, which is a lot of fun. And then uh, my son is a really good bowler. He hates sports. But he can bowl because it's not a sport. That's in his mind. I don't know, man. It's on ESPN. I know. So we went if it's bowling, on ESPN, it's a sport. I think two years ago, and I was actually afraid to bowl. You know, because that's my slide leg. And I, I still, like today, we have a weather front that, that came through. The slide tells me you take bowling way too seriously. <laughs> We have a weather front coming through, and then my knee, I have arthritis in my knee now. So whenever, whenever a weather front comes through, my knee really hurts. So we went bowling. I had the same thing in my wrist. My knee was fine, except, boy, did my shoulder hurt after throwing a 16-pound ball. <laughs> and I hadn't thrown a bowling ball in years. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so I, I broke my left wrist in, uh, I think it was like seventh grade, playing baseball. I slid late. Okay. Completely snapped one of the bones in my wrist, uh, the doctor who set the bones for me was actually on his way out of town to go to the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. 
Tiger in his prime t- years. Nice. So uh, he half-assed it. <laughs> so at some point, the bone slipped. Yeah. And it went from being straight on to now right. there's like a little bit of a slope there. So one, I don't have a ton of strength in my left wrist. Hey. And two, when like a weather front moves in, it was really bad in North Dakota when there's drastic changes. Uh, but I I get a lot of wrist pain. Yeah, when the barometric there's pressure gonna be changes. A, yeah, there's going to be a pressure change. So like there were times in North Dakota, like I was having to pop like 800 milligram ibuprofen. Like I'm dying. <laughs> I always take four 200 milligram ibuprofens. But, yeah. uh, so we are like broken arm brothers. So this arm, I don't know if you can see this bend here. See that? Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. straight. I was skateboarding <laughs> and we were having a contest. I was 12. And uh, who can turn the corner on the sidewalk the fastest? Yeah. I won until my skateboard hit a raised piece of concrete. Ooh. You know when the sidewalks aren't level? Yep. So I flew, the skateboard went that way. I flew backwards this way. I landed with my arm right next to my head upside down. And this Uh went, the arm went boom, boom. And a compound fracture, the bone went like this and sat like this. Both of them. And then hey, I, my, only, I only did one. <laughs> my wrist was like a Z, right? It went like that. Yeah. And I'm holding my arm and I go, I broke my arm. And my buddy goes, hey, you just sprained it. I go, <laughs> look at it. It was literally hanging like Robin Ventura's ankle or Joe Theismann's foot, yeah. you know, one of these things. And uh, the ride to the hospital in a car that hit every fucking bump <laughs> on the road and you're holding, I'm holding it. And when they said it, they, put me, they rushed me to the emergency room. They put me on a gurney, and they, they hung. I don't know how they did yours, but I'm in the emergency room. They hung my left arm off the gurney, right? They put a spring-loaded machine on my fingers, one spring per it, finger. Like, like, like Chinese finger traps. Yes, and then they put a weight on my bicep. So the weight pulled my arm down, and the machine pulled the springs up, and it, yep. it's supposed to snap the bones back together. Yep, but as you can see, it didn't. <laughs> That's so. exactly what they did to me. They gave me the shot into the bone to numb it. Okay, I didn't have um, that. You know, so they gave me the numbing stuff, and then the doctor comes up and goes, hey, you want to see something cool? I'm like, sure. He goes, move your wrist. So I move my right wrist. He goes, no, the other one, dummy. I'm like, I'm not doing that. He goes, trust me. So I move it, and I didn't feel anything. I was like, whoa. Because I'm like 11, 12. Or I think it was I was 12. 13. So I broke, my, I broke this one on my... During my 11th birthday party. We're like the guys Roller, in Jaws. Rollerblading. Showing each yeah. other scars. <laughs> All right. And then I broke it again. Oh, my God. Playing playing football in the street. Caught the okay. pass, scored the touchdown, won the game. Okay. Broke the arm. <laughs> I've, the only injuries I got in football were one uh, numerous sprained ankles came out of the backfield yeah. for a pass in the flat and um, got hit by the linebacker as I, the pass was high. As I, I caught it, I came down, my foot planted, and he hit me, and then it snapped my ankle, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then went out for a bomb, and it was underthrown. And the kid that was— Obviously the quarterback's fault, not mine. The kid that was way behind <laughs> me. He couldn't throw to my speed, apparently. Uh, the kid that was behind me, like behind me, behind me, went up to intercept it. So I came back to hit him, and when he came down, his spike went through my leg. It hit the shin Aye. bone and punctured through— and put a hole in my leg. 
That's gross. I went to the emergency room. I was like, there's a hole in my leg. It's like bubbling. <laughs> like I see the bone. Like, what the fuck? Ugh. All right. Sports injuries. That's what we're here for. Let's wrap this puppy up, shall we? Why not? All right. So, uh, Brandon, if someone what? wants to send a question in, like David Franklin from 516 Woodworks, what can they do? So, David does it. I mean, he, he's able to follow instructions Apparently way better than the other four listeners we have. Yeah. Uh, so you can send a voice memo. You just record it on your phone. As he was doing that. while he was driving because I heard his turn signals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you just email that little file. You attach it to an email and you send that to handcuffsandsawdustpodcast at gmail.com. Now, if you just want to type it out, you can send it to the email address or you can type it up and you can send it to Mike over at MM Midnight Maker on Instagram. You can send it to the podcast page at Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast. Or you send it to me over at Full House Woodworking. Mike and I are going to have time. We don't really got a lot going on right now. Yeah. Mike for like, what, another two weeks? And then me for like like mid-November, okay? Oh, boy. Send send questions, please. Otherwise, send this questions. show's going to get real boring real quick. <laughs> yeah. And remember, new episodes of the Handcuffs and Sawdust podcast are released every Wednesday. Please subscribe. Leave a review if you're on Apple. Please follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We're, on avail- we're available on like 19 podcast platforms. And please follow, follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And I'm going to say this, that we're at, let's see, 12. What? We're at 15. What? I think we big 15 time. Sub- we big 15 time subscribers now. on YouTube. Sheesh. I'm going to say whoever the 20th subscriber is, is going to get a small flag from me. So I will Ooh. put that out there. Uh, small flag from me. Get subscribed. Your design, anything you want, I'll flag it. It will be a flag. So that's coming up to number 20 of our subscribers for YouTube. And if you want to be notified when we put the videos out on YouTube, because I know we put out our little pre-show discussions where we just talk shit nonstop. There's a little bell right next to the subscribe button. If you click that and enable all notifications, you can get a little push notification every time we put something out. So it's going to be like twice a week. It's going to be two notifications a week. Right. Okay. And you're missing out if you're not watching as well, because we're putting videos up and pictures up. and. Brand, yeah, I looking love, off to the side, like what the f- Brandon's face when I told him my daughter hadn't seen Goodfellas. <laughs> so I still, like, I are know. you guys gonna watch that? Like, go, you, you need to watch it. Like, I'm gonna make her watch it. Like, you need to watch it with her. That needs to be a father daughter moment. She texted me back and said she's seen Lethal Weapon two just today. So she's starting. It's just right. been revoked. Have a safe week in the shop and on the streets. Peace. Deuces. I can't do it like this anymore.